why is it always raining in Erinsborough at the moment? What is going on with this change in weather? And what has happened to always being sunny in Erinsborough? I know poor Hendrix must be bloody freezing in that pool, always taking his clothes off. He must must be getting a cold. Getting a chill. Well, someone who's bought a bit of a rainbow, though, is lovely Mackenzie. Absolutely loving her character. Fantastic bit of brightness to the show over some really dark storylines of the last few months. But... There is a storm brewing mm. in Stalker Scarlet. Oh, Storm Scarlet. Now that's going to be the next big thing, isn't mm. it? And Hendrix is not only freezing, but also sending temperatures through the roof, mostly from Pierce's anger, and also just taking his clothes off. I see that a lot of people seem to be enjoying that. So. Well, yeah. And also developing a little bit of a relationship with Mackenzie, who we're absolutely obsessed with. And since arriving in Erinsborough, I just think this has done wonders for the show and just oh she's just a light and I love her and her performance is great and the storyline and the script writing I think it's just been 10 out of 10 neighbors are at their best with this yeah I mean when it was first announced I remembered that um Georgie said in the interview that she approached producers and you know she worked really closely on the storyline with them and I think that's coming across just in the way that it's being portrayed and the way that we're getting to see um some of the more kind of intrins- intrinsic and confusing details for for many people of what it means to be transgender what it means to um you know be in a world where some people don't agree with that or don't think that's right or this or that and all these you know ridiculous awful things um and one of those that really struck me and i remember when i watched it for the first time i it really really struck me was um when yashvi tried to protect mackenzie um in school and it backfired why do you even care guess i've been lied to like most people around here you wouldn't you have no idea what Mackenzie's gone through. I will not let you ruin things for her again. Not everyone is as insecure as you, Richie. Who cares if Mackenzie used to be a boy? So what? Yashvi! Oh. Mackenzie, I'm so sorry. Have you not listened to a single word I said? I thought you got it. And this is what I'm really enjoying about the storyline is it's entertaining because I'm loving seeing Mackenzie's relationships grow. And I mean, I really want her to be a regular on the show because I love her character, but I also just think it's really educational. You're getting to see Susan as head teacher, you know, speak to different teachers about the way that they approach Mackenzie with the bathroom situation. And that's what I really like as an audience. I'm really enjoying it. I think it's really real. And I don't think they've shied away from any of those aspects. Good to see there's more than one teacher in Erinsborough High as well. While Ellie's away, we got to see Ellie 2.0. Uh, Ellie's filling as a teacher and Wayne Baxter was back of course who of course. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoy um, no I agree with you though it's um, really interesting to see a transgender storyline played out in a soap or on TV where it isn't about the character coming out yeah not coming out to themselves anyway and I think that's really nice that we've got this character in Mackenzie who is uh, you know got a lot of emotions and is upset about things but it's quite um, strong and driven on that Mackenzie knows exactly who Mackenzie is. Yeah, like and I a, like that a, a lot. A really confident young woman mm. who's going into it saying like, look, you know, this is me and I'm confident about this being me, but this is the way which you should approach me and this is just how I want to live my life and just really confident in doing so. I just love the sort of character that she is. Mm. And it's really interesting because uh, Georgie herself, I think, has got a book and has done some fantastic bits in the past. Um, but I didn't realise that her mum and dad have 
both been in Neighbours before. <laughs> Neighbours alumni. I knew one, but I didn't know the other. So, in case you don't know, um, Greg, her father, uh, played Walter Mitchell, which was Sonia's dad, the kind of like long lost father. Last from the past. R.I.P. Sonia. Um, in the show, I think that was like 2014, maybe? Could have been earlier, later, I'm not sure. And her mother, Rebecca, played Carl and Susan's divorce lawyer in 2004. That I mean, what? That is a throwback. That is a throwback. iconic. So... An absolute family of um, Ramsey Street come and, and goers. Um, just wanted to pick up on the point you made about um, her becoming uh, permanent. We've, we're going to get a few more empty houses on Ramsey Street soon. Surely we could kind of have uh, Mackenzie's father or mother or, you know, other family members joining her a house. Surely that'd be quite an easy thing for the show to do. I would love for that to happen. I'm just really enjoying seeing Mackenzie. I like it because um, she's that school character, like Yashvi's got a friend at school. I'm loving this little crowd of like Yashvi, there's Harlow, there's Mackenzie. We're, start- we're obviously seeing more of Erin's Brahai, which is in the lead up to the new series. Um, but yeah, I just like that that is a bit of a group. It takes me back to the days when, you know, it was Donna and Didge and Declan and they were all at Erin's Brahai together. And it was like young kids together going through the stuff that they have to go through at that age. I just love that. Mm. And as you say, we're definitely going to see more of it. Erinsborough High is coming to uh, Channel 5. Can I just say, obviously we're based in the UK, isn't it great that something on Neighbours is happening kind of first in the UK? <laughs> no. <laughs> Woo! Um, so it's the first ever commission of a spin-off for the soap. Um, it will launch on My 5 in November and then it will go on to 10 play um, in Australia and, you know, other places around the world, hopefully. It's going to be really interesting to see. I'm I'm nervous, but slightly optimistic. Well, generally. <laughs> any of our listeners ever watched it but back in the day I used to love Waterloo Road and I'm sure it wouldn't be as dramatic because Waterloo Road really did have every element of drama thrown at it but um, I think it'd be really cool because you know when you're at school and you're in that teenage age you're going through issues like bullying and sexuality and mental illness and all sorts of stuff like that which they announced in the press that those are the topics that they're going to be touching on mm. so I well, think it'd be great and also the disappearance of a year 12 student during exam period oh, I'm hoping we're going to get some peak Susan Kennedy like nervousness and like grabbing her brow and maybe a little collapse over some spilt milk (laughs) so I'm really excited for that I love that we're getting kind of a cast of young uh, mostly Australian um, actors Uh, I think that's really exciting what a great kind of um, platform for them to you know be introduced to the world of of TV and film and whatever they want to do and I really like that it's running completely parallel to the show isn't it so the characters that we were watching in Erinsborough High so Yashri for example will still be very much aware of everything that's going on at home or going on with Ned etc which I'm sure will affect the way she is in that show it's just going to feel like you're getting an extra hour of something that should interlock with the storyline so everything that happens on Erinsborough High should be independent however there will be crossover to the main show in, in a similar way that Holly Oaks in the UK, the soap has done after hours episodes before or mm. spin off. So, really excited to see it. Um, I am interested to see how the main cast interlock, as I say, Susan. I'm interested to see how important Mackenzie is to it because at the moment we actually don't know whether she will be that important to the yeah. spin off. She might just be a character in the school. Um, and if that's the case, whether Shane will be uh, involved that much, he has been brilliant the last few days his acting has gone really like, i think he's just been he given is. an opportunity to shine so it's wrong to say he's got better but it's like he's been given the opportunity to be 
amazing. I love that, though, because Shane has, since he came into the show, just been, you know, Toadie's brother. And Dippy's always been kind of more the star because she was the one who was meddling and getting involved. Yeah. But this is Shane's opportunity to really show that he he can act and where he brings it from. And, you know, he, that guy can just cry on demand. And it's really believable. And as a father, I think he's coming across so well as a father figure, especially to Mackenzie, except from, of course, on Friday. I had no idea about trans people, but I don't think anyone in Burke did at the time. And all I could think about was how everyone in town was going to react when they found out about this little boy who liked to dress as a girl. I wasn't dressing up. I was trying to work out who I was. Oh, I know that now. I went to work and I told your dad what I saw. And I said to him, if it were me, I'd burn all that girly stuff before anyone else found out. You told him. You outed me. I'm the reason your family fell apart. I just, like, that scene kind of, like, broke my heart because Mackenzie was so kind of heartbroken by it and Shane was equally heartbroken and... I just think his performance is amazing. Just need to say how great his performance is. Like, massive applause to him and Mackenzie. And I just hope in the next week ahead that we'll start to see that relationship fix itself because I really enjoyed seeing him as his father figure to her. So, yeah, I'm hopeful. And that's the first kind of uh, non-student-led bit of kind of backlash that Mackenzie has seen as as someone who's transgender, mm. where Shane kind of turned around and went, I didn't think that was okay. And actually, everybody else so far of what we've seen who's an adult, in inverted commas, character um, has been fine with it. So I think that's quite an interesting take on it and a character um, development of Shane that kind of he went away even then and felt that what he did wasn't right. Yeah. Very interesting. And I just think it's worth mentioning overall that for representation in Neighbours, um, regardless of characters, we actually have very, very poor representation of, of any kind of group of people that aren't white and straight and whatever um and that can be in terms of kind of female roles or characters and and or sexuality or ethnicity or background um and actually to have a character like Mackenzie being played by Georgie so kind of perfectly and coming across slightly effortlessly because it's it's so well played out um is very refreshing and I think it's a fantastic reflection on the soap of what can be achieved and what and what can be done when you cast things well and you actually open up your doors to better representation. Yeah, and for Neighbours, which is a smaller soap than some of the others, especially in the UK, um, a really great example, I think, to other soaps that they're taking a big step forward in diversity and representing that. And other soaps have been doing it as well. But I think it's a really great example. The storyline is done beautifully. I was, you know, doing some research before we started planning this podcast. And I was reading into the fact that when the Kapoor's were back on the screen years ago, they got killed off so quickly because it was just diversity that almost like the audience weren't ready for or wanted at the time or something. And then you think, look at the show now, like it's proudly going out there and saying like, this is Mackenzie, an amazing character. This is David and Aaron getting married. This is, you know, Dippy, Rebecca and all of it. I think like the show's just really changing in that respect. And I think that's something to be super proud of. 
Absolutely. There's lots of change on the show at the moment. And uh, someone who surprised me with their reaction to uh, Mackenzie being transgender and, and she choosing to reveal that to him was Hendrix. Mm. New Hendrix. I feel like we've seen more scenes with him practically in his panties than we have uh, <laughs> with clothes on. The word panties um, is just <laughs> disgusting. It's an image I don't want. It's um, like father, like son, really, I would say. So, of course, he's Pierce's... Um, little offspring and he's causing quite a scene he's being cheeky he's he's i don't know he's 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 so quintessentially australian soap yeah. i was saying this to you the other day when we were watching neighbors i was like my god you can so tell he's been in home and away because he just knows how to deliver like a one-liner oh, yeah. on a soap that just sounds super australian and like that classic like I'm a guy who like goes to the beach. It's kind of that kind of vibe. Mm. Um, and it's, I think it's what Kyle brings to neighbors as well. He's yeah. like the Australian man that just, oh, he's just exactly what you imagine Australia to be like from a soap. I think with Hendrix as well, you know, he's coming into it very bratty. He's Pierce's son and he doesn't have a relationship with Pierce at all, really. So I think we're kind of going through that stage like we did with Roxy when she first started. She was very bratty. So I think we'll get this for a little while. But then, yeah, with Mackenzie, when they were getting together at the party, I think that showed a new layer. Like, you know, he's just a super cool, chill young guy. And actually, he does have really nice moments. And I think he's more than just the brat that he's coming across as initially. Should I be topping up my drink? I'm transgender. Okay. Okay then. Oh, wait, where are you going? You're not doing another runner on me, are you? You mean you want me to stay? Well, yeah. Being trans doesn't change the fact that you're the hottest girl at the party. That was so nice. Um, and I wasn't really sure what to make of Hendrix, but he's clearly not a knob. He's <laughs> not a knob. And also, just needed to be mentioned, but that house party episode was so bloody good, oh, wasn't it? Yes. Like, that was everything. I loved seeing that much life in one of the sets and just imagining that that house party would happen. Those things happen in life. So when you see a house party, and I love the fact it was Sheila's one, yeah. and then just young kids started turning up, and she was just loving life, standing on the table, especially being that it's important to raise this house. Like... Oh, it just was like perfect. It was such a great episode full of so many great one-liners. I really thought of um, our interview with Morgana O'Reilly and how she was talking about how Colette Mann really gets into character. I can just mm. imagine Colette receiving that script and being like, a party for me? Oh my God. Like, yeah. and just thinking about all the things she was going to do and like the little like essences of her dance moves or drinking or just, I just think it was great. It was so good. I think there's going to be more drama with Clive and Sheila, which I can't wait for. And oh. just seeing more of, of Sheila on screen as well. I just hope Clive and Sheila work it out because I miss them as a pairing. <laughs> well, from a beautiful indoor set scene, that party, um, to outdoor, we're seeing so much more rain on Ramsey Street at the moment. And yeah. I'm not going to lie, it's stressing me out a bit. <laughs> I think for years, well, 35 years, um, the show has always been sunny in Erinsborough and now we're seeing the rain and I mean I imagine what this comes down to is we've got a lot more exterior sets now you know we've got the tram and I feel like you know Amy's yard and just so many exterior sets that we're using rather than using the interiors which makes it difficult for filming because let's not forget this is filmed and set in Melbourne which is not known as being sunny all year round you don't have the home and away uh, like Brisbane coastline situation like we are in Melbourne so you can ex expect rain yeah but I mean Pierce and um, uh, Hendrix went to the golf range around the corner just this week so yeah. we know that you know they're not they're not in Melbourne don't be silly 
No, I, I just find it really interesting because I think if you read old kind of interviews and think pieces about Neighbours, a lot of the producers and people who've worked on the show always say the image we have to paint is that it's always sunny. Mm. Um, so is that changing? And is it if it's changing, does that mean we're we're going to more realism and more realistic soap? Or does it just mean that we're shooting all year round and we can't be bothered to try and cover up the rain anymore? Well, I'm my thoughts on it are I do think it should always be sunny in Erinsborough because it's that false element which we love. That this is one of the reasons why neighbours became so huge way back when was because, you know, us in the UK used to sit there on a gloomy grey day in the winter and we'd tune in to Neighbours on BBC One and it'd be super sunny and you'd see great Australian people walking around with their tops off and you thought like oh god it's always sunny in errands but that is the perfect life that must be the reason why loads of people immigrate over to australia it's purely for neighbors and the way that it paints it but, um, <laughs> do you think that should be on their new um visit australia campaign yes, just well, obviously it's like neighbors <laughs> but i do feel like maybe because of the challenge that we're filming all year round now maybe that's the challenge of it is a time related thing also just like you know is climate change. We're going through some bad weather stuff. Oh, and so, so that's climate tough. change has hit Erinsborough, we think. I Finally. Think maybe it has. <laughs> I just remember when I went and visited the amazing Neighbours tour when I was over in Australia, the tour guide was telling us that with all these pool scenes they do and everything, in the winter they used to have to make the artists um, suck on an ice cube before speaking so that they didn't have that kind of like breath that came out of them and you could see it on camera. And I just, I kind of hope that they still do that because that's such a great old-fashioned way of making TV. But that's what definitely what they need to do. That, you know, prevents us from thinking that the weather is any different from sunny in Erinsborough, and which should always be sunny in Erinsborough, even with the rain. Let's put some umbrellas up and put a few bright lights on. Let's up that soft blur background to an absolute maximum yeah. and you won't see anything. <laughs> they actually won't be filming on Ramsey Street. There'll be a few streets along, but it will look like they're there yeah. because the, the, the background will be it. Yeah, I just don't know. I just think that... Um, one of the things that us Brits love about Neighbours the most is that it always looks quintessentially warm. Yeah. Um, and it's now getting horrible. I mean, today is a pretty grey day here in London and I want to switch on Neighbours and I want it to be really saturated. I want the sky to be literally bluer than blue. Bluer than blue. Um, but if it's grey there, there's only so much blue you can pump into grey because it's grey. You know what I mean? Where if the sky's a little bit blue, you can obviously make it more blue. I'm talking like I, I do grading and I don't at all. It must be far more difficult. So as you say, it, it is a bit of a way up between getting more external sets and having more like physical bases for the show that don't have to be like mounted up and down all the time in like, you know, the, the interiors versus <sighs> making it look sunnier. Because we've had some scenes this week where we've cut from one garden to another and one of them it was pouring and in the other one it wasn't. Yeah. And it's like, how do you how do you stop that? Because you're obviously not filming them potentially on the same day or yeah. at the same time. Um, or you might just have a rainstorm for half an hour, but you can't just not film. So I don't have any solutions. Show show wonderful team that work on it. But I'm just bringing you problems. And if, if you'd like to come up with some solutions, that's great. <laughs> no, it's it's really difficult. I just don't know. Um, I'd be interested to see what everybody at home thinks. Let us know. Do you think yeah, it matters that it's not interested sunny in Erinsborough? to know whether anybody else has noticed. Mm. Because it's something I've picked up on recently. And I just, you know, I'm keen to know. Has anybody else noticed that there's mm. been a few more padded coats that the characters are wearing? Whereas back in the day, everyone was in flip-flops and shorts yeah, all, all year the round. Time. There was never any other option than that. So mm. is anybody else noticing? Let us know. Tweet us at Ramsey Speak because... I want to know. Yeah. Now, someone who has been having their say recently, mm. your favourite. Oh, God, people, you must have missed this at home. Kersha has been speaking. Oh, sorry, sorry. I, I got caught up with Mackenzie. Uh, 
Do you reckon we can catch a later session or...? Not for that movie, no. <sighs> I'm sorry, Kirsch. Tomorrow night. I'm gonna finish this in my room. Oh. She is a woman of uh, not many words, but the words she brings, brings so much. It's interesting because we've seen Kasha a little bit more on screen. Thank you to all of you that tweet us every single time she appears because it literally fills our hearts with joy. <laughs> but uh, most of her uh, conversation is just like a segue to get her out of the scene. I know. <laughs> Which I find really sweet, but I'm like, oh God, poor soul. I find it sweet, but I also think, God, the hassle of like, you know, she's got to come in, go through hair and makeup, pop her costume on, then sit on set, yeah. all to say her one line and then walk off set. Yeah. And I know how that feels from the days of school production. So <laughs> what, when you were three one? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's difficult. I, I, I think um, we've got an opportunity right now with all the Shane and Mackenzie stuff to potentially involve her a bit more. Um, but maybe this is down to time ends and when she's available and all sorts. I know that, Kersha in real life is actually at school so is busy so that's why we're not seeing as much you know what Kersha just keep doing your thing we love seeing you when we see you and we don't want to pressure you for any more than you're already delivering and you know if this Erinsborough High spin-off goes well maybe there'll be a season two and maybe by then Kersha will be older in school so oh no but actually oh 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 Oh, I can't say. The spoilers haven't been revealed yet. There's something coming with Kersha soon, I think. Is there? Yeah. Oh, sounds Ooh. like a Kersha special. Let's try and get her on the podcast. Yes. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. That's what I'm going to say. I think I think Kersha's time might be coming. Oh. <laughs> well, I'll tell you whose time they think is coming. Yeah. Scarlett thinks her time with Ned is coming, she doesn't she? And she's honestly determined. I'm make a filthy joke. I'm not going to make it. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. She is everywhere. She, yeah, she wants a piece of Ned. And you know what? Don't blame her, because also Scarlett, I'm also in the queue. Right. So she actually jumped queue. I'm a bit pissed about it. Yeah, you know when she had her diary out, were you like, God, I have one of them. Same. Yeah, I was like, weird, like, it's literally my diary. Um, No, I'm loving her. I think she's perfect. She's been that element of, like, mental, messed up, weird freak Mm. that Nanny Alice bought. And I miss Nanny Alice so regularly. And she really uh, reminds me of um, Carmella from Nun back in the day, like, 2000. 2003 neighbours or something. I just think she's great. She's so twisted. And the li- the lines that she delivers, like, when you actually, like, really listen to them, you're like, God, she's really mental. Like, she's really twisting and manipulating characters. Just the way that she drops it, she's all like, mm, kudos and cute and all that stuff. But mm. she's basically making people think deeper. Also quite weird that she's a new character and she's uh, not going to be a regular, as far as we're aware. But I do feel like she's embedded really quickly in a weird way. Like when she was at that party, she was drinking, even though she did stand out because she's being weird. I was kind of like, oh, I can so imagine you just like being here as a new, like just over the age of teen character when Mm. they used to have the Rosies and Frasers and Pippa and all that lot. Like if they were around now and there was like a house of trowels that had a load of random people in it, she would so be there. I just think she's kind of perfect. I love her. And I really hope this storyline, like, gets dragged out for quite a while because I just, like you said, she's really embedded and I'm really enjoying having her there. She's really frustrating and annoying and her voice is often quite grating, but I'm really (laughs) enjoying (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm really enjoying what the storyline is bringing. Oh, let's let's have a listen. Hey, thanks again for the intro debate. Ned talks about his ex at work all the time. It was good to put a face to the name. Again, kudos to you guys for being friends. Oh, it's not that hard. They're ancient history. Oh, of course. I just don't think I could do it. Rex, the guy who left me at the altar, he'd been secretly seeing his ex. No way. It had been going on for ages, and it turns out he always wanted to get back with her. 
Oh, she is such a manipulator. The scriptwriters are doing an ace-old job on her. The language is so manipulative and just like, oh, God, yeah, he talks about be at work all the time. So it's just so nice to put a face to a name. Like, you bitch! <laughs> so good. Oh. Do you think she's going to succeed in breaking up Ned and Yashvi? Yeah, I do. I actually do. Ned is useless. He is a wet blanket and... She has already stalked him into the shower, took a picky. I know. So... Well, this is what I was going to say. We have seen some Max stalker now. She's broken into the house and she's stalking him she's whilst he's in the shower. She's working out all the locations where he's staying, where he works. She's got a job with him. She's working out Erinsborough all the way. She's going to have a map with a little, little voodoo doll on it. Talking of her stalking. Oh, yeah. This brings me on to a little, little wee game. Where is Scarlet stalking? Oh... <laughs> For this, for this game, you need to pretend that I am Scarlet, and I'm reading a little moment from my diary. I'm just Ooh, trying okay. to describe a couple from places. Your diary about Ned, or, or actually hers? Actually, Scarlet's not right, mine. Right, we didn't okay. want to use mine. It would be wildly inappropriate. Okay, right. So these are places in Erinsborough. You just need to guess where they are. Okay, fantastic. Okay, first one. <clears throat> I won't do the grating voice. Dear diary, kudos to the team here. I thought they wouldn't be able, I thought I wouldn't be able to find a vegan Buddha bowl and get a good massage anywhere around here. This place has impressed me. Like a total little haven, a way to escape. <gasps> oh, okay, so at the beginning I was like, Buddha bowl, I was like, is that something Dippy would have on the menu? And then I was like, no, no, no. That's got to be the flame tree re- retreat. Yes, it is. Yes! It is. It's flame tree and retreat. It's so good to know that it's still going. I'm glad Scarlett was able to let us know about that. I know, yeah, it's still going. She's oh. got it in her diary. Lynn will be very happy. Okay, next. Dear Diary, oh my god, this place is cute, but like, why is there nobody up here? Really cute view, would be perfect for a little romantic dinner with Ned. Wow, it's actually quite high when you're near the edge though. Makes me scared, like, imagine falling. (gasps) Ooh, um, well, initially again, I thought it could be the backpackers upstairs, but she didn't mention like, it smells like a girl called Piper's had sex with every single man here, so I thought (laughs) it was obviously not that. Um, it must be the balcony of Lasters. It is. Also known as Rebecca's Death Trap. (laughs) Right, okay. Is there a plaque for that? (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. It's been renamed. Okay, last one. Dear Diary, it's dark and dingy, but kind of cute in like an artsy, edgy Melbourne way. The only light seems to be coming from neons. Very random place to escape from Erinsborough and unwind. I get the vibe that maybe this is the place where people come post-breakup to drink away their problems. Maybe Yashvi will be down here in a few weeks' time. Fingers crossed. (gasps) I think that is the back claim bar. It is the back claim bar. <gasps> oh, so she's breaking in even though it's closed down. There's no yeah, money. I know. She's okay. honestly. She's just gone in. There's like a few bottles of alcohol left. She's like, glug, glug, yeah, that's all right. She's like, where is everyone? <laughs> and that is all we have for Where is Scarlet Stalking? That was great. I loved that. I loved that you were able to source the diary so easily as well. I know. I just just asked her. She was absolutely fine with it. Fantastic. So we don't have Scarlett's diary to give away, but we do have some fantastic prizes on our social at the moment. If you haven't entered our competition, um, head over to our Twitter page at Ramsey Speak, and um, there's some neighbours DVDs, and there's a T-shirt, and there's some fun old stuff. So um, if you want to get involved, make sure you're following us, and um, yeah, hope you win. Can I apply? No, absolutely not. So, yeah, make sure you enter because you actually may be a winner, unlike Sam here, who 
is writing in his diary as I speak, but I can't actually see what it's saying. Um, we will be back in your ears really soon. Um, let us know what you think about everything we've been saying. Should it rain in Erinsborough? Would you like to see an Erinsborough tsunami Christmas special? I don't know. Who do um, you think's more suited, Scarlett and Ned or, or Ned and Yashvi? Or Ned and Ned. Ned and Ned, or... Ned and, Ned and the shower. Yeah, just yeah. Ned. Ned and Sam, or... Um, uh, no, that's definitely not Ned an option we're putting on our part. Absolutely not. Thank you so much for tuning in, as always. And, um, yeah, we'll be back in your ears very, very soon. Bye. Bye.